Uh, so I, I also bought a gun while I was here. Naturally. Um, for like half of market value, which was nice. This is my church gun. Yeah. <laughs> this one, my Sunday gun. <laughs> See the little bow tie? Because every time I use it, I say, sweet Jesus. <laughs> you should, you should paint it pink and put a bunch of like lolly girls on it. Welcome to the Part-Time Podcast. My name is Chris, and this week I'm joined by my full-time friends, Tim. Ahoy, uh, hoy. And Addison. Addison. We're coming at you fresh with episode 40 this week, ba, the ba, most ba, even-numbered ba. episode we've done yet. Woo-hoo. Is that uh, true? Um, it is the most even-numbered, yes. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's, the, it's the highest, most even-numbered episode that we have produced to date. Okay, that, that makes more sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm still coming at you from uh, the. I, I guess it once was the federal police state of Portland. Um, it's it's calmed down a little bit. Uh, Tim's coming from the uh, haunted ghost lands of Texas, <laughs> <laughs> and Addison is currently at a sweat lodge of his own making. Yeah, <laughs> in California. Apparently, apparently California. nude. Yeah, totally nude. Totally nude. <laughs> Have you come to any new revelations in in your sweat lodge? Uh, sweating sucks. <laughs> how much How much weight have you lost, though? Oh man, well I'm I'm replacing it with alcohol, so it, you know, I'm keeping a very careful balance. <laughs> okay, great. You don't you're not wearing any trash bags this week. No, no, no. So, uh, what about uh, any new adventures from uh, from you this week, Tim? Um, yeah. So it's been wild being here in Texas. Um, it's very hot and quite humid. Um, but the people here are just a little different, um, than I'm used to. So I've had a couple of pretty interesting political conversations with people. Oh, um, because dangerous when everyone's armed. Yeah. yeah, Well, they (laughs) apparently I quote, look like I'm from California. Uh, oh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, they they see me and they ask me immediately where I'm from, uh, and I'm like, oh, California, and they're like, ah, I knew it. <laughs> I feel like you could have literally said any other state but Texas, and they'd be like, I knew it. <laughs> right? Yeah, probably. Maybe it's like the hand tattoo and the stretched ears that does it. Um, oh, and the bleach tips. I forgot about those. Yeah, yeah frosted. They're frosted. frosted. Oh, sorry, frosted. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's been interesting. Um, still lots of Trump flags. Those are still flying. Um, lots of Fox news playing as I uh, drive past houses. <laughs> just on loudspeakers with their TV screens pointed <laughs> to, to the street. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just so that everybody knows uh, that they're on their team. Um, and yeah, as uh, Chris brought up, apparently I'm staying in a haunted room in this hundred year old farmhouse. I was unaware of that until this evening. Um, but I'll keep you guys posted. Um, I have been having weird dreams, mm. but no ghosts yet. So, okay. yeah. What I'm curious to know is if 
uh, who's this ghost voting for in the fall? Uh, well, it's definitely a Democrat. <laughs> like all dogs okay. and ghosts, they're Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Republicans killed them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the, ghost is, and the ghost is just a freeloader. Right. Yeah. It's just living <laughs> off of the system, just bugging people with its rhetoric, you know? Yeah. If there's one thing that uh, conservative Trump supporters hate the most is a freeloading ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and I hear that every day. Just ah, get them ghosts out of here. Build, yeah. build some build sort of wall. Em- Got to build that ethereal wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes sense because, you know, you in order to, like, fight what you fear, you have to, like, embrace it. And that's why they dress up as ghosts. Oh, oh yeah. Full yeah. circle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did learn a couple weeks ago, though, that uh, it is a uh, Asian tradition in, what was it, Korea or Vietnam? Yeah. That you you gotta eat what you fear. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe you gotta eat a ghost. Oh. Um, what, do you, what do you think a ghost tastes like? Mm. Whip topping. Probably some sort of jelly. What if it's like Miracle Whip? Ooh. Like it's uh, kind of void of taste. No, no Miracle Whip's like ta- like too tangy. It's like if someone oh, squeezed oh, a lemon and uh, mayonnaise. Yeah, that's the mayonnaise replacement. I, I don't I don't fuck yeah. with that. So I'm I'm unaware. <laughs> okay it's probably for the best yeah but um um, addison did i hear you talking about white supremacists maybe oh um yeah like my membership in their group or (laughs) oh the the other conversation yeah yeah So, are you guys aware that there was a white supremacist rally this uh, past weekend in uh, Georgia? Was this the no. Sturgis thing? No, that's in South Dakota. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this rally came to us in a little suburb of Atlanta. Okay. Um, where a group of alt-right white supremacists uh, applied for a permit to hold a 2000 person rally in a park. Whoa. That's a lot uh, of white supremacists. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, surprisingly the city of Atlanta was like, you know, we're not going to give you that permit. And, uh, not surprisingly, they decided to show up anyways. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so this park that they wanted to have the rally at that they ended up uh, having this gathering at, um, has a pretty cool statue and it's not a statue. It's a memorial that's, um, engraven upon stone. Uh, it holds the record for being the country's largest Confederate mural. Oh no. Okay. (laughs) With, um, (laughs) I would say like two and a half times scale, um, pictures of, uh, on horseback, Stonewall Jackson, uh, mm-hmm. Jefferson Davis, and Robert E. Lee. Yeah, it's like a Rushmore, but like carved in the side of a mountain, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, like this carved into a giant piece of granite stone. Okay, yeah, I've seen this picture. Yeah, so uh, this group shows up to have their rally, and uh, some people weren't too thrilled with that. Hmm. Um, so they showed up. <laughs> to talk about how they weren't so thrilled with that. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, it, they had a really good open conversation about their political beliefs and why they felt, no, I'm just kidding, none of that happened. Um, <laughs> in about 20 minutes time, they uh, started to fight one another with fists and kicks. Um, so luckily, uh, there's no reports right now about many of the guns that they were carrying oh, um, having been fired at one another. Uh, but yeah, in, in just a matter of minutes, there was a huge brawl that bro broke out with hundreds of people fist fighting in this park. Uh, and it took a couple hours for the cops to get them uh, broken up. And I would imagine, especially because like no one even likes cops right now. So like there's <laughs> that's an extra layer on top of it. Oh, yeah. And they were, you know, full blown riot gear, ready to rock and roll as soon as this brawl. Uh, took place oh, man. i know that our country and like our time period is not unique to these kinds of struggles mm -hmm. and so it might feel right now like the world is going mad which it, I, I would say it kind of is but i like i guess i don't want i don't want to say that what's happening right now is in some way unique from stuff that's happened in the past but at the same time like why why now like why why does everybody hate each other so much right now <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy that people can't just hold opinions and keep them to themselves <laughs> <laughs> why can't they just stuff it deep down inside and crush it with their mind vice Exactly. Right. Why can't they just start a podcast? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that may be 30 people, but most likely 10 people listen to. Um, right. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have to, f I don't know. I feel like my gut reaction to stuff like this is that on the surface level, they're fighting because they have opposing ideologies, mm -hmm. but the deeper like conflict is about so much more like you could like each group has has made the other group like the out the out group and they themselves are the in group and so you can assign any number of issues to the, the face of the person you're punching them into right right like you can just get angry and just go somewhere just because you're angry and then fight them i guess i don't know. I, I just think about like the stuff that we have here at portland where uh, something similar happened downtown before all of this craziness happened where the Proud Boys group showed up and then mm, Antifa mm -hmm. showed up to oppose the Proud Boys and then it just turned into a brawl because they both were looking for a fight. Yeah. Right. And they both come ready to fight. It's not, you know, uh, a peaceful meeting by any means. It, it is literally they come geared up, ready to rock and roll. And... uh yeah, it's wild. I guess I just don't, man, I, maybe I'm like a, a fence sitter, but where I don't feel so strongly about any one thing to cause physical harm to another person because of that belief. Yeah. yeah man, it's like that movie Gangs in New York where they like live across the street from each other, but they hate each other because I don't know, some are Irish and some are less Irish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it it sounds funny, but like I really don't think it is much more than that. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah, it's it's crazy. So, yeah. uh yeah, I mean if if you're one of our listeners and you're in the Atlanta area and um you were at this park, let us know what really went down. If there were any open conversations or if it was just 
straight up uh, there to uh, fist fight one another. <laughs> there, that reminds me. There's this really interesting podcast I listen to about. Um, there's this lady who is a Muslim, I think, and she wound up tracking down some white supremacist white supremacists and basically like under the guise of being a reporter and interviewing them like basically had them get to know her Mm. and she studied them and over time everybody she was able to talk to face to face wound up uh being less secure in their white supremacist views Mm -hmm. than they were when they just interacted with people on the internet or when they were in large groups of people who backed up their original viewpoint. Right. Mm-hmm. To the point where some of these white supremacists were like in danger from their own group after they found out what they were doing. Oh man. Yeah. Um, it's almost as if like you genuinely talk to someone who you disagree with, you might find something in common with each other. Yeah. Obviously like for me personally, the morality of being a supremacist of any type is a bad thing. Uh, it, it's a net negative and it, it's not a great way to live your life. But like, I mean, you've, we've all probably interacted with a number of people who hold opposing viewpoints that we would vehemen- vehemently disagree with that we have no idea about. Yeah. Right. Very true. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it, it, it's interesting. And I don't, I don't think that we necessarily, I just think we have to do the best with the information we have on hand. Yeah. And that's all we can do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta like treat each person as if, uh, there's something that they could teach you despite maybe you disagreeing with them. Right. Yeah. And then, then we'd all just get along. Kumbaya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I- with an air horn noise after it. <laughs> well, uh, with that being said, I mean, you guys are clearly smart people, and I've got somebody who needs a little advice. Ooh. All right. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm all warmed up. You, warm, <laughs> you warmed me up. All right. Dear Chris and Tim, my son, Chris, is nine. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) A few weeks ago, we decided to open our bubble to include the family of Neil, Chris's best friend. Both of Neil's parents are doctors, so this seemed like a safe decision. Both parents were born and raised in India. We let Chris have dinner at their place place the other night, since both boys were having such a great time together. When we came to pick up Chris, Neil Moms recounted me on how much chicken curry, lentils, and vegetables Chris ate. I couldn't believe they had served my son spicy curries without even <laughs> calling to ask us if that would be oh, okay. I, oh, man. I was taken aback and gently mentioned that spicy foods can be hard on small tummies, but it didn't seem to register. Thankfully, Chris didn't get sick. My wife says to drop it because any conversation will look racial in nature and to only let the boys play at our place for now on. Please help. What should I do? <laughs> because oh, he ate some yeah. curry? 
(laughs) There's so many layers to what's wrong with this. (laughs) Like, oh, I I don't know. Like, unless he, unless he's like legitimately allergic to any of these foods, the worst that could happen if he ate some spicy curry is that uh, he destroys the family toilet. (laughs) Right. And only God can forgive what he did. And not all curries are spicy. Yeah. (laughs) And can we also point out the fact that both parents are doctors? (laughs) So I I feel like they're not going to be like, oh, here's this child who uh, we don't know. Let's give him some sort of potential allergen or something that's just going to destroy him. You know, like they're they're doctors. Like, I think they know what's okay. Well, and if there's one thing I've. I know about doctors uh, is that they're used to eating terrible hospital food that is intentionally bland. Uh, so when they come home, they just want to have a little spice in their life. Yeah, right. They want that flavor. <laughs> I like yeah, how I mean. I like how uh, she was worried about her son and being like, "Hey, you guys know, like sometimes kids can't eat curry because it's you know so spicy or whatever." And they're like, "Yeah, but we feed our son the same shit." Yeah. <laughs> right. They they also grew up in India, so they probably ate way worse shit. <laughs> right. Well, and and uh, this person says that their wife has to drop it because any conversation is going to look racial in nature. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. There's no other way to look at this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, writing this question and sending it in was racial in nature. Yeah. <laughs> but but you, I you love gave our how son buttered chicken. <laughs> I, I love how the wife's like counter is still terrible to just let them play at their house only. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like what? So they could just eat like bland egg noodles and uh, you know, like what are they feeding their kid? Like hot dogs, like yeah. stage one carcinogens. Yeah. Come on. But just well, my- hot dogs and, and McDonald's French fries. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah cold we got them happy French meals. Fries. Okay. <laughs> Reconstituted French fries. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, my I guess this just shows my bias here, but like my first reaction is that this family is uh, a white family, mm-hmm. 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 but they could be like I mean I don't know they could be Asian they could be Mexican they could be black and you know, it doesn't matter but um I guess like I I just typically think of like stodgy white people as being the ones who would say something like this. Right. Like I'm imagining the guy who is writing this question and is upset wearing like dockers and boat shoes um, (laughs) with like a tucked in polo and one of those like braided belts. And he tucks his tie into his pants too under his polo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's wearing a tie with a polo shirt. (laughs) Yeah. His, his emergency tie. Oh, okay. Gotcha. In case he needs to get, you know, formal on on a moment's notice. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. These people suck. Both parents, <laughs> even the one who's trying to be like beta woke, like you still suck. Yeah. Like, let your fucking kid play wherever he wants, <laughs> and let them eat spicy curry food yeah. because well, it's good for them. The the part that sticks out to me is that the mom was or, or the parents of this child was relaying to Chris's parents that the amount of curry and chicken and lentils that this boy ate was so surprising to them and alarming 
that I'm sure in their minds, they're like, what are these people not feeding this child? Oh, he's yeah. so hungry all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so what nine-year-old is going to down this much food if it is like so spicy, it's going to hurt his stomach. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm currently living in a house with a nine-year-old boy and all he wants to eat is Tostino's pizza rolls and, and curry macaroni and cheese. <laughs> no problem. So, there. <laughs> have, have, have you ever, and this is a, this is a college recipe that I turned to in desperation. Um, have you ever put Totino's pizza roll oh boy. inside spaghetti sauce and put that on top of spaghetti noodles? <laughs> I, 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 could, I could say absolutely no, I've never done that. Oh, man, you've never lived. I, I put Tostino pizza rolls into SpaghettiOs. What? Oh, yeah. That's like a Tuesday. <laughs> what, what are you guys eating? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, my well, struggle to- meal in college was also la- was always like putting a can of tuna in a box of mac and cheese. Oh, gross! Oh, uh, yeah, tuna yeah, mac. You, you're monster, <laughs> dude. You're putting pizza rolls on spaghetti. Calm down. <laughs> I just Don't mixed Italian me. food with Italian food. You mixed the chicken of the sea with <laughs> Kraft macaroni and cheese. Yeah, it's fucking delicious. <laughs> what I would have killed for at the time, though was some chicken curry and lentils. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So I don't know what these people are all up on their high horse about, but they need to uh, shut it down. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So uh, I feel confident in being the judge, jury, and executioner here um, and saying that these peop- this guy's parents need to die and he needs to live with this Indian family. Yeah. I mean, the best response would have been, oh, awesome. Can I get your recipe? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, let your kids eat curry. Um, and let them eat cake. And, <laughs> and come and come and take it. <laughs> this guy's reaction was, was essentially just the same as uh, that, that viral video a couple years ago where it's like, hide your kids, hide your wife, right? Like, Because <laughs> they're feeding them curry. Because they, it's feeding them curry. <laughs> the curry's coming for you. It's coming for your mom, coming for your family. <laughs> yeah. Curry's delicious. How can you hate curry? I know. There's so many different ways to have it, too. I don't... I'll admit, I don't, I don't enjoy the smell of curry, but I love the taste. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I heavily fuck with some Indian food. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, while we're on the uh, subject of food, um, how about you all uh, hop in the car and we'll we'll head on over to McDonald's? Ooh, okay. Let me put on my seatbelt uh, because I uh, am very safe. I, I, I don't want to do that. They don't have any vegan options. You got coffee. <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got you there. Roasted. Got him. Hey, the coffee. Dark roasted. Um, yeah, so now that we're all in our 1970s uh, version of a vehicle where seatbelts basically don't exist, <laughs> we're going to head on over to McDonald's. Um, 
I'm going to roll down the window with the hand crank and I'm going to order uh, a coffee for McDonald's and specifically ask for one of their miniature spoons uh, <laughs> because I heard a rumor that people use these spoons to do cocaine. <laughs> I saw this article. I <laughs> <laughs> so apparently there's a rumor that McDonald's did away with their spoon shaped coffee stirs because people were using them as, co- as cocaine spoons. Um, so I did a little bit of digging uh, and I saw some people make some comments that said, uh, here's one that says, uh, so I remember years ago that McDonald's miniature spoon coffee stirs were pulled off the market because people used them to snort cocaine. Uh, am I the only one who remembers this? Did it really happen? Then someone else said, uh, I have a, there's a rumor that I believe is fact. In the 70s, McDonald used tiny spoons as coffee stirs. They now use paddles because the rumor is that they changed due to drug addicts using them to snort cocaine. Um, <laughs> So I found a article on Sno- the website Snopes that investigates these things for us, and Snopes has indeed confirmed this to be true. Oh, wow. Oh, man, a bunch of cokeheads at Snopes. Yeah. <laughs> so in the late 1970s, it became apparent that the small plastic coffee spoons at McDonald's were being used by some uh, to immerse it in the drug culture, and for others... Um, for other than their intended purposes of stirring hot beverages, the plastic implements had become a popular item of drug paraphernalia, uh, and it became sort of the everyman's Coke spoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's none of that fancy gold shit. Right. Uh, because they became known as uh, a, a pretty decent barometer for uh, the dosage you'd need to measure and snort powdered Coke, as well as, you know, Just a tasteful amount of PCP. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Addison, you are the only one on this podcast, I think, who's worked at McDonald's. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you remember anything? I mean, this is the 70s. You didn't work in the 70s. But, like, was there anything weird at McDonald's that people would order for, like, stuff you suspected like this? Um, I, I remember working there when you could get, like, the dollar... Um, or like the 28 cent hamburger on Sundays or something like that. Yeah. You get like a bag of burgers for like five bucks. Yeah. So we had one guy who would get like 20 or 30 burgers and then he would put them in the fridge and take like two to work every, every day for lunch. Oh, that's disgusting. (laughs) I know at that time McDonald's had a reputation for their food, like, having a lot of preservatives in them so they would never go bad but like that's taking it to the extreme <laughs> so like gross. really testing it out um if if you're wanting to relive this uh 1970s getting a small plastic utensil for cocaine i would highly recommend you go to 7-eleven they have those straws with a spoon on them oh okay and you just kind of melt the end of the straw to whatever dosage you want, and then you can fill the entire straw with cocaine. You mean those Slurpee straws? <laughs> yeah, the Slurpee straws. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen it before, and they just kind of like, you know, turn the straw a little bit, and the cocaine kind of <laughs> falls up the straw onto the spoon, and then you just... Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> and 
And then if you get a little bit of Slurpee in there, you know, it's just a bonus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now it's just happiness <laughs> on top of happiness. Right. That's why they call it a happy meal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently the practice of using these implements in such fashion became so widespread that uh, in some cities, a dose of cocaine was dubbed a mixed spoon because oh, it came <laughs> because it came packaged in the tiny coffee stirrers from McDonald's restaurants. Wow! Um, in ninety two, in nineteen ninety two, an undercover detective in Columbus, Ohio, said mixed spoons were uh, commonly sold ten to a bundle in uh, in that town and twelve to a bundle in Detroit. Oh, so I guess they were like getting all these spoons and packaging them up themselves in little bundles wow so you could like uh just get mcfucked <laughs> right exactly <laughs> uh businesses especially ones that view families as their primary market are not well served by having their products associated with these kinds of illegal activities the company reacted to the problem by redesigning the stir and replacing the spoon with a flat paddle oh man uh, while such change didn't stop cocaine use, it did work to distance McDonald's from the unsavory connection that linked it with illegal drugs. Man, those must have been the golden years because you could totally go to McDonald's, get your coffee, drink your coffee, <laughs> and then go around to the back of McDonald's and get your cocaine. And you've still right. got this great little spoon to do your cocaine with. Yeah. <laughs> and then stir your coffee later. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess you could I mean, still go to the back of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah, that that definitely hasn't changed. Uh, I I just think it's interesting because in the seventies, like Coke spoons were like the the biggest deal because you would buy cocaine in these little glass vials. Um. So that I mean that's how these guys package it. It wasn't like in little bags, like you know that we know now. It's it was in these little kind of cool vials that you would put it in. So you needed a long spoon to get down in there mm. to uh, to get your little bit out. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're there cuckoo were even... for cocaine puffs. I thought you just. <laughs> I just thought you screwed the vial up into your nose and just breathe heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Once you got your no- not your nostrils threaded. Yeah. Uh, I've I have even seen. Um, you know, in people that I've dated, their mothers, oh, no. you know, in their costume jewelry or their jewelry from like the 70s, little necklaces that were vials with little spoons in them. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, your mom used to party. What's up? <laughs> I just collect- Or she just like thrift shopped and didn't know what she had. Oh, man. So, you know, those old ladies who like collect sp- spoons from different places. Yeah. What yeah. if that's that does. That's what it's for, is they're, like, doing cocaine all the time. Yeah, they were doing coke in all of those places. Oh, man. Yeah, if there's one thing I know about old ladies, it's that they're always on coke. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it turns their hair purple, I think. (laughs) Yeah, that's why they go crazy, and they, like, drive hella fast in these giant cars and just run into buildings. It all makes sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nothing's ever made more sense. But that is the uh, that that is the story of the Coke the mixed spoon. Wow, awesome! I've got a interesting article, uh, a little sciency for you guys. 
Let me, Ooh, let I, me go I, ahead. I love science. Yeah, I, I hope you do, because <laughs> science has done another good deed in the world today. Okay. Uh, man who lost penis to blood infection has new one built on his arm. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> man who lost his penis to uh-huh. a blood infection has a new one built on his arm. Um, okay, I need to know how. <laughs> yeah, I, I need more information. I'm quite confused. Okay, uh, this is coming from the New York Post. Uh, it's Malcolm McDonald, a 45-year-old mechanic, suffered a horrific infection in his perineum, which if anybody remembers, that's what you sun. It's his gooch. Oh, mm-hmm. he wasn't sunning it enough. Yeah. Uh, he sunned infection- it too much. Ooh, true. Uh, this infection turned his fingers, toes, and manhood black. And not the good kind of black. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I had struggled for years with an infection in my taint, but I had no idea. (laughs) Did he really say that? (laughs) No, he called it a perineum. Your way is funnier, though. (laughs) Uh, An infection in my taint, but I had no idea what what could happen. When I saw my penis go black, I was beside myself. (laughs) (laughs) That that was his warning point? (laughs) Like, it probably hit the fingers and toes first, and he was like, you know what? I'm just going to let this slide. But yeah. Then his dick turned black, and I was like, maybe I should talk to someone. Uh, he says, it was like a horror film. I was in a complete panic. I knew deep down it was gone, and I was going to lose it. He said he was completely gutted when his penis just dropped off on the floor in 2014. Oh, oh no, I didn't need to know that. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> but his testicles remained intact. <laughs> oh. oh, that's worse. <laughs> it's all ball, no stick. <laughs> because I had been through the devastation of knowing I was going to lose it, I just picked it up and put it in the garbage bin. What? <laughs> oh, just unceremoniously. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'd have like dude. a funeral probably for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aren't you like like supposed to put it in milk and like go to the doctors? <laughs> it just it reminds me of uh Frank from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's like when I die, just throw me in the trash. <laughs> I went to the hospital and they said the best they could do for me was to roll the remaining stump up like a little sausage roll. I, it was heartbreaking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, if you would have brought it to us, we probably could have put it back on. But since we don't have that, this is all we can do for you. <laughs> Brings in a half a banana. Is this it? <laughs> McDonald said he became a recluse and began drinking heavily. But oh. then he found out from his doctor about the so called penis master. Okay. Professor David Ralph of London University's College Hospital. Dr. Ralph said he could perform an arm graft procedure, which would take up to two years. It was all my Christmases at once. I was so emotional because it was a chance at a new start, he said. McDonald also decided to request an extra two inches on the $65,000 appendage. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if you're going to, like, spend 65 grand, like, why not? I guess, yeah, that makes sense. They were happy to listen to what I wanted it to be like, which was amazing. Not many can say they have a designer penis. (laughs) Um, So here's the technical bit is surgeons formed a new penis with its own blood vessels and nerves using a skin flap on the left arm of the right-handed man. 
They created a urethra, urethra and installed two tubes inflated with a hand pump, allowing him to achieve an erection. Oh, gosh. So he has <laughs> his own, like, augmented hand pump that's just, like, velcroed to his hip or something? Or, like, how's it? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it got put in <laughs> under his skin, so it was like those Reebok pumps. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right by his ankles, he has to pump them up. The, yeah. the pictures of this article were amazing because they did like a photo shoot of him like in a park and he's like got one leg up and his arm resting uh. on his knee and it's pixelated but there's clearly like a skin toned thing like drooping over his arm. Okay, oh I don't want to see this but I kind of feel like I have to see this for science now. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll send it in chat after okay. this. Okay. Um. Let's see. Oh, the sh- the penis was then removed from his forearm, leaving the leaving the base, allowing it to form naturally as skin and tissue. It was he on his now- forearm. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is now waiting for it to be finally transferred to its proper location. When I saw it on my arm for the first time, I was so so proud. After everything <laughs> I had been through, it didn't feel feel weird at all. It was just part of me. He said. I was like any other man. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, sure. I just couldn't leave it alone to begin with. Oh my god! <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was gonna ask. I was like, do you think he was just like rubbing his forearm all the time? Like- <laughs> I took to it so much. I nicknamed it Jimmy. Oh, okay. At least come up with an original name. <laughs> That's what me and my mates called each other growing up, and this penis was definitely my new mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> this guy sounds like he might have been better off without one. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if he's like in a bar wearing a long sleeve shirt and he sees this like pretty girl, starts chatting her up, they go dancing, and she's like, What's that sticking straight up out of your forearm? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's a really odd skin tag you have. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Is your forearm or are you just happy to see me? (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't really keep his day job as a uh, a child's birthday party magician because nothing up my sleeve here and nothing. Whoa, sorry, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing up my sleeve. Oh, wait. So it, he said this, he was a mechanic, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, so I have worked in a mechanic shop for many, many years. Yes. And let me just tell you that this was the only topic of conversation for the rest of this man's life in that shop. Like, oh, yeah. nobody having would... A, having an arm dick? Yeah. N- nobody would ever <laughs> talk about anything else. They'd want to see it all the time. They would probably like flick it or like, you know, like draw pictures of it, like inside of rims of cars or like inside your transmission. There's definitely a picture of this guy's dick. What was his name? Uh, McDonald was his last name. It was uh, Malcolm McDonald. Oh, okay. I was just wondering if he had like some kind of common name like Tommy or whatever. If he's a mechanic, they like change the name of the shop to like Tommy's Tool or something. <laughs> <laughs> he could have done some porn. Why didn't he do porn? <laughs> I mean, his life's not over yet. I mean, it's he, he could still do this. Yeah, I'd watch that. 
<laughs> yeah. Good to know. Just, just for science. Yeah, for, for research. Science. Yeah. So I can report back to the podcast about it. <laughs> came, using, the, using the podcast is a great by. excuse for this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. What are you watching? Oh, research. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the podcast. <laughs> so uh, if, if any of our listeners happens to have a penis on their forearm, <laughs> I would love to see some pictures um, for science. Could you put a vagina on a forearm? I think you can put anything on a forearm is what these doctors are telling us. <laughs> well, what, what was that? The doctor's name was like, what? The penis master? So, like, yeah. I guess he'd have to have a counterpart, right? Right. I wonder if, like, when the doctor told him about the penis master, if this guy was like, oh, no, I didn't, I didn't come for, like, sexual favors. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> yeah, that's right. the problem. I don't have a penis. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, oh, uh, if, if you've got some sort of infection that's turning your fingers and toes black, go to the doctor. Yes, the yeah. first thing you do. Get first on an thing. antibiotic, like, it's not that <laughs> yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, wait it out and pay extra for those, those two inches. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's only worth 65K uh, in two years of your, of your forearm. I've got a story here um, that I think in the later years of this business, if you were to find someone who goes by the name Penis Master <laughs> and probably has one on his forearm, you might find them here. Mm. Uh, that's right. I'm talking about Blockbuster Video. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, they definitely had some characters working there. Yeah. Uh, so there used to be two blockbusters still in existence, but the one in Alaska, I believe is closed. Um, the very last blockbuster on the face of this planet, planet earth is in Bend, Oregon. Yeah. (laughs) Bend. The person who owns it, her name is Sandy and she kind of just keeps the place going. Like when blockbuster closed, she kind of was just like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Um, (laughs) And Blockbuster, <laughs> Blockbuster just let him fran- keep franchising, I guess. Wow. Um, and I don't know if you've if either of you've ever been to Bend, but oh yeah, Bend is great. <laughs> yeah, I've it, never it, been to Bend. No, okay. Well, <laughs> Bend is a lot like um, I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking of like three. It, this isn't a one-on-one comparison, but like three rivers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you could imagine people who live like in a log cabin of sorts or like an older home and they probably uh just this year got DSL. Ooh. Um Yeah, they, they were still likely... th- there's probably the biggest clump of AOL still being used as well in Bend, Oregon. Mm. Yeah. Now when you say DSL, do you mean uh, like internet or dick sucking lips. <laughs> They've always had the the latter, but uh, the former is what I'm referring to. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
and now they can actually Google that term to understand why people have been saying that to them their whole lives. Uh, <laughs> but my point is, is that is bend is sort of where people go to like kind of get off the, the grid. Like it, it's a big ish town, but it's, it embraces it's almost like rural nature mm. um, to the point where someone can keep a blockbuster going because there's a lot of people and a lot of vacation rentals down there that still use VCRs and DVD players. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the local community is really supportive and they take a lot of pride in this blockbuster. Mm. Uh, so this week, um, the owner of Bend the Bend Blockbuster franchise, the last blockbuster on Earth, announced through Airbnb that they, that's right, you can rent the store via Airbnb for one night. Wait, what? They, like, yeah, like in to sep- run it? <laughs> starting in September, you can pay $4 to spend the night in this blockbuster. They've wow. stocked it with a pull-out couch with blankets, uh, <laughs> a 90s-themed rug. A TV with a VCR. Oh um, all the you can basically take anything from the stock of the store that you want to watch uh, or eat or anything you want to do with it, and it is at your fingertips for only four dollars a night. That's amazing. Yeah, I hope. I, mean, I hope we, the TV has one of those built-in VCRs. <laughs> like we have to do this right like the three yes. of us we have to go to bend and yeah, yeah i'm going to bend next week oh nice really yeah but um i i won't be there when they open up reservations that that'll oh, be in september dang mm. it but i will be in bend next week so maybe i'll have to check this place out yeah rent rent a vhs for us um, um so i mean i have vacationed in uh just outside of bend it's a little community called sun river oh yeah that's where i'm going yeah so i've uh i've done fourth of july there three times and each of those times i made the trip into bend to go to this blockbuster and rent a vhs because that's <laughs> all the rental had was a yeah. vcr <laughs> awesome i'll uh i'll drop a picture here in chat but this is sort of the what what they've equipped the pullout couch with oh um, my gosh it's like a Clarissa explains it all, like intro <laughs> credits, n- like oh, man. S- standard '90s themed grid with like squiggly lines and geometric shapes and stuff. It looks like, like Saved by the Bell, like yes, that's yeah, the Saved by the Bell intro. Exactly. Totally. Um. So yeah, they they're doing one night stays. Uh, they are allowing groups up to four people to stay uh, for one night. On that pull-out and, couch together? Nice. Well, there's also an air mattress. <laughs> uh, yep. So the listing says, whether you want to stay up until sunrise or pass out on the couch, we've created the perfect space complete with a pull-out couch, bean bag, and pillows for you to cozy up with, quote-unquote, new releases from the 90s. Crack open a two-liter of Pepsi, gross, before locking <laughs> into a video game, charting your future in a game of M.A.S.H., or watching uh, movie after movie, but be wary of reciting Bloody Mary in the staff bathroom off the break room, as you just may summon the ghost rumored to haunt the store. Oh my gosh. And help yourself to some nerds, raisinets, and popcorn, heavy on the butter. But make sure you save room for a couple slices. (laughs) Wow. 
Yeah. So, uh, Get at it if you uh, if you find yourself going to be in Bend. Um, I mean, if we could all make it to Bend in September, this would be a great... Uh, I think it's September 17th is when they're starting it. I mean, Airbnb we have... Airbnb keeps wanting me to sign in. I don't want to do that. We have been <laughs> discussing, you know, the three of us getting together again uh, because it's been two years since we've all been together. Um, so I think that this is the perfect excuse. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll have to try to get in on this because BuzzFeed did announce this as well. Uh, and so I assume that's going to be high demand because um, they're only doing it for four days. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. So they are releasing tomorrow at 1 p.m. is when they open this up to book rentals for uh, September 18th, 19th, and the 20th for up to four people. So uh, this is going to be highly competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have to get in on this, guys. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's close to. Uh, let's see. Uh, Monkless Belgian Ales, uh, Pine Nursery Dog Park, and the Bend Factory Outlet Store for all your needs. <laughs> I think uh, Duluth or Deschutes has a. Oh, a Deschutes. Brewery. Yeah. Yeah, Deschutes has a brewery there. Yeah, because it's it's uh, right off the Deschutes River, I believe. Yeah, you can also in Bend, Oregon, uh, you can raft down the river, the Deschutes River that goes through town, and then for a quarter, uh, a bus will take you back to the where you set off on your raft. Oh, oh dang, that's man. so nice. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, the the lines get pretty long in the summer, um, yeah. but I mean, for a quarter to take this, in this bus, economy, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's awesome. With the coin shortage. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I thought that was a a fun bit of uh, of of pop culture news here. Um, Excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, very excited. Uh, Well, I think uh, I think it's getting to be about that time. Ooh, and you you know what time that is? What what time is it? Tool time. Oh, I mean, uh, thought experiment. Thought experiment time. I feel like we just are are getting blessed week after week with um, the patron saint of this podcast, uh, Frank. Hey, <laughs> hey yo. friend of the show, Frank, um, coming in with a thought experiment. A Frank um, experiment. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like we need to have. Well, I guess like the patron saint of the show is probably a good honorific. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, let let that be uh, news to the listeners. If you send in enough stuff consistently, you can also get your own honorific on the show and be known uh, in the exclusive friend of the show club. Ooh. Yeah. We're only accepting 27 members and 23 spots are already filled up. Yeah. So. You got to sign up by midnight too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Midnight of when this episode is published, not midnight. Um, the night we're recording. Right. Yeah, that that's be in fair. like 21 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this week, this one I feel like hits close to home. Um, 
you're able to prove any conspiracy theory uh, correct with solid evidence and 100% accuracy. Ooh. Oh, man, I need this <laughs> so bad. Um, but every time you try to communicate with someone, um, except when explaining your theories, of course, what you want to say is always on the tip of your tongue, but you can never quite say it. Uh, and this oh, includes gosh. like anytime you want to email or send a text or write a letter or ah, just think a thought. Dang it. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I already can't speak clearly, obviously. And so to have myself hindered even more would be so annoying. Well, uh, if you don't like that one so much, maybe you'll, maybe you'll like this one. Every time you blink, never going to give you up plays from the beginning <laughs> in your head. And every time it's a different version of it. Oh, so man. the tempo changes, the pitch, the reverb, maybe it's a cover. Um, but every time you blink those, those eyelids, uh, Frank ass, is it Frank? Fred. Frank Astley, right? Rick. No, I'm Rick. dumb. Rick. Yeah, Frank. We don't get Frank. Frank rolled. Astley. <laughs> we, yeah, I, uh, someone Rick rolled us just now. Um, Rick Astley, his hit song, Never Gonna Give You Up, plays from the very beginning every time in your head. Oh, this would be so hard because, like, you blink and maybe you get, like, uh, a ska version. You're like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're like, sneeze, and you're like, oh no, I blinked again, and now it's some ugly dubstep version. <laughs> it's the Skrillex version. <laughs> oh no. Never gonna wah, 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 give you wah, mm, wah, <laughs> <laughs> Um, So I feel like it would be much easier to prevent yourself from blinking uh, with maybe like some staples or uh, tape and staples um, just going straight for the staples huh (laughs) yeah yeah uh and then like a series of eye drops on all the time Mm -hmm. um to not have to deal with that one because like addison i also have a hard time communicating already um (laughs) and i think it would totally kill our part-time careers uh of being podcasters if we could never get anything out (laughs) other than conspiracy theories that's very true Mm-hmm. That would be so. That would be extra frustrating, to, especially to listen to, because I've listened to a few podcasts where they've interviewed someone, and the interviewee could never quite finish their thought. Oh man! And it was really frustrating to listen to. Yeah, yeah that's the worst. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna go with the the blinking, um, because if if there's a penis doctor out there, a penis God or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's gotta be an eye. I, what are these things called? Eyelids. And I would find a way for him to like, just cut my eyelids off and then oh, I could geez. wear goggles with saline <laughs> yeah. solution in there or like visine or whatever. Yeah. And then I would never have to blink again. Cause I can't blink again. <laughs> cut Man. your eyelids into pieces. <laughs> This you is went, your last resort. Like, I thought that I was going overboard with staples, man, but you went straight for, like, surgically removing the eyelids. That's... Yeah, man. That's ballsy. Yeah. What, what do we need Listening them for? Papa Roach. Eyelids. Huh. What are they good for? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Except lubricating your eyes. I wear goggles with Visine. I'm fine. Keeping sand out of them. 
you would have to close your eye. Like no amount of goggles with Visine would account for the fact that you need to sleep, right? Like you could right. not. Check. I don't think it's physically possible for you to be able to sleep with your eyes open in that nature. It's, I'd sleep in one of those chambers where you float in salt water. Oh, oh a sensory like deprivation one. Yeah, yeah, deprivation chamber. I'm yeah. Fine, but then you would also like be constantly tripping because that's what happens in those tanks. That sounds amazing. <laughs> your mind goes to some crazy places. <laughs> I, I don't know. I suppose my tune might change after I've heard "Never Gonna Give You Up" um, like the thousandth time. Mm. I think I could deal with it. Yeah, really. I and this is my my rationale. Um, I already live with two tiny humans who watch <laughs> the same things on repeat over and over again, and then in turn sing the songs from those movies over and over and over again. So every time I go to bed, whatever it was that they've been watching or listening to is in my head already. Mm. And if I can sleep through that, I think I can handle this. Yeah. You've got that dad strength ready to go. Oh, I yeah. do. That's why dads always have dad bod, because we have to focus all of our other <laughs> efforts on our mental capacity to not kill ourselves from <laughs> your, hearing the children. same stuff all over again. <laughs> yeah, from oh, singing Moana all the time. Yeah. Oh, Moana is the, the least of my worries. Mm. Oh, man. So right now they're into the Lorax. Oh. Um, and there is a song in that show that is particularly grating on the soul <laughs> i won't spoil that for you I'll, I'll wait for you to get to that when you have your own children who want to watch the lorax twenty five thousand times oh i got my i got my daughter into watching tarzan and so that's been really fun because those are good songs oh yeah can you feel the love that's, nope tonight? that's 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 lion king Oh, um, a whole new world. Uh, I think that's it's Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh, you're um, so bad at keep, this. Keep going though. Life uh, is a highway. That's cars. cars. I'm two gonna more. swing on vines all day long. <laughs> two more, Chris. Oh shoot. Um, let's see. Uh, you you numbered it, and now I'm drawing a blank. Oh man. <laughs> You've got a friend in me. <laughs> it's Toy Story. Yep. Yeah. Be uh, our guest. Be our guest. <laughs> Put our fans' patience to the test. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> it sounds like we all picked Frank Astley, though. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, but his real name's Rick Astley. But in this reality, we're calling him Frank Astley. <laughs> <laughs> his yeah, brother so Fra- it's frank astley's like the the walmart or the kmart version of rick astley we can't <laughs> even get copyright issues means we can't get him for licensing reasons right yeah mm-hmm. but now we're going to start the trend of frank rolling people <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly just a picture of danny devito every time <laughs> wow well thanks uh frank uh friend of the show frank yeah um, patron saint of the show yeah you, uh, you're the reason we do this. <laughs> Just so, you, Frank. You're yeah, the only yep. one. It's all um, for you, Frank. <laughs> and also, all of our listeners uh, in other countries, we also do this for you. Um, yeah, especially our, our friends f- in uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I I don't know who listened to our show from Saudi Arabia. I really hope it wasn't last week's episode. <laughs> um, it does seem like kind of a coincidence that that would happen. 
Yeah. Um, but welcome. I- I- either way, uh, welcome to our show. And yeah. uh, our listener from Mexico and Germany and the UK and Ireland and uh, Claypool, Indiana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we love you. All of you. Um, well, that's been our show this week. Uh, as always, this has been the Part-Time Podcast, and my name is Chris. Uh, don't quit your day job. Uh, my name is Tim. We live for you, and we die for you. And my name is Addison. If you see a friend, tell a friend. How many ghost farts have to live inside the cushion for it to be mine? Um, it has to outweigh mine, and I spend a lot of time in those chairs. We sit in separate chairs. I had them for a year and a half in Denver before they, we put them there. Well, I'm, I'm putting my time in right now. <laughs>